everyone. My name is Michelle and welcome to another episode of the Language Lounge. And today I have Maris Hawkins with me and we are going to talk about professional development and kind of a lot of a couple different things we're going to talk about, right, Maris? But really Mm -hmm. how people can get the most out of professional development, how you can expand your learning and your networking opportunities and kind of touch on some different formats. And for some of you that maybe haven't been, there's a lot of new people in our profession, right, coming up, have not been to a world language conference, you know, maybe some things, terminology and things you you don't know about. So Maris, thank you for coming today. And why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself and kind of tell us your context and, and what's going on with you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited um, to talk about this. And I am a elementary and middle school teacher in at an independent school, Capitol Hill Day School in Washington, D.C. Um, and then I go to a lot of professional development. I've been lucky to present um, at a lot of different places. And this year is going to be my first year presenting at ACTFL, so the national Yay. conference. I'm excited for that. Um, and then my, like, biggest, most recent project um, has been my book, Common Ground, um, Second Language Acquisition Theory Goes to the Classroom, which um, I co-wrote with Florencia Henshaw. So that's been what I've been up to recently. And that's a lot. That's It's very exciting. And and I feel kind of weird having you on here and not talking about that book, right? Because it is a very um, impactful book. And there's a lot of talk about it and laying chats and, and all of that. But we're going to talk about something totally different. So maybe you'll yes. have to come back again, and we can talk about about the amazing sure. book. But so tell me what's on your mind, where do you want to start? And what would you like to talk about, about professional development? Yeah. So one of the first things that I kind of wanted to talk about is for people who are new to the profession, talk about what's out there. Um, And so I would say that for the most part, um, most states have a local conference. And I think for language teachers, and I think that that is so valuable um, and such a great place to start. Um, It was really important for me to go to my local conference. And uh, my local conference is Guatful, which is the Greater Washington Association of Teachers of Foreign Language. Um, So they can even be kind of even more specific. So there's one for Virginia, there's one for Maryland, and then there's one for kind of the D.C. area as well. Um, So I think anytime teachers can find their local conferences, that's so valuable because they obviously... Um, are cheaper to attend mm-hmm. because you typically don't have to travel as far. Um, and they're more intimate. They're, you can start to talk to people and then you see those same people every year because you're attending the same conference. And, um, you know, there's only so many people probably in your state that are attending from year to year. Um, and in particular, this was how I got my current job was through connections um, with Watful in this case. Um, so I first wanted to just say, if you're not going to your yeah. um, local conference, to definitely check that one out to start. It's so funny. My So when I was um, my cooperating teacher or whatever you call them, <laughs> my internship teacher when I was up in Minnesota, um, we were actually, I was student teaching in Wisconsin and we, it was conference time. And so it was, there's a conference, um, in, you know, Appleton, it's been there, the Wisconsin, a conference, and she brought me with, 
And all she said was, if you're a professional in this field, you need to go to conferences. Like you need to be part of that community because that's where you're really going to meet those people that understand and will push you and, and help you go. And so I don't know that I would have known about it if I would not have been invited. So please out there as well, if you're part of your state organization and, and go to the conferences, I think I always assumed, well, everybody knows about them. Like everybody knows that Florida has this conference and that is not the case. I meet many, many teachers that have no idea so that some of these opportunities even exist. Right. And so, you know, let's, you know, make an effort to make sure we kind of get the word out if we can to some of those teachers that may not know. Exactly. Um, my, I had a sort of similar experience. My um, professor at the University of Virginia, Dr. Ruth Free, brought us um, and, you know, kind of told us all. And the good thing is when you're starting out, a lot of times, most conferences in general, but even like local conferences, they'll have a discounted rate for students and then mm-hmm. also yeah. for first year teachers. So that helps as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then, The other thing that I didn't know about, and this was when I was teaching in Maryland, and at first Nectful, our regional conference was in Baltimore. Um, I never went. I never went until it was in New York City because I didn't realize. But uh, kind of above the state conferences, you have your regional conferences, which are definitely bigger, um, but they might be closer to you too. um, Or if you're kind of looking for, I shouldn't say a next step, but a a bigger conference, a longer conference, those regional conferences um, throughout the country are also there. And that's one that took me years and years before I I found out about those. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you have the the national conferences, so actual AATSP. But then we were just talking about this too. Um, There's also NEL, which is for early language um, teachers. And so yeah. there's there's kind of once you start getting in and learning more, then you'll start to figure out, you know, you'll meet more people and you'll really just start to make more connections and learn more um, through uh, like what's even out there. Yeah. And I think there's value in different types of conferences as well. So like AATSP, AATF, ATATG, like, and again, we are throwing out all these acronyms, right? So the conference for Spanish and Portuguese teachers, one for French teachers, German teachers, Chinese teachers. Uh, so you might have some language specific ones, and then you'll get a lot out of those, but you also get a lot of the, out of the, gen, the general world language ones, right? And, you know, intermixing with all the different languages. I think there's a benefit in both of them. And you'll kind of find where you're getting the most, you know, the most out of um, that sort of uh, learning experience, I think. Exactly. And I think anytime you can go back to similar conferences, you, like we said, you'll see the same people and you'll be able to Mm -hmm. strengthen those connections. But I think, you know, you might one year say, well, I'm going to try something new um, and, you know, try a language specific one or try one more for people that are your level or a technology one. Um, Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. I went to a totally not world language, not education related conference. And so this also got me thinking about conferences a lot and just as one type of professional learning. And for one, it was interesting to me because it was a more business oriented. It was learning and development. 
they just, it's got a different feel. They have different kind of, you know, it's, it's just a different experience. I didn't know anyone, anyone at all. And that for me, I had not been in that position for a very long time because I have been t- attending my state conferences and we always have a couple people go or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so I felt like that person that doesn't know anyone and doesn't know how to start meeting people and doing that. And I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit um, and how, how to handle that situation as well. Uh, but every conference has a different feel and a different kind of focus. And, and it's, you know, it's good to experience different things. I think you learn something from all of them. I agree. Um, but I think, and also kind of going back to talking about the terminology, I think some of the terminology can be daunting when you first look at, and especially if you are going to a bigger conference, like a regional or a national conference, like you get that book. I mean, I think now it's like an app, but you get that book with all of the questions and you're just like, how do I even choose? Because there are so many. Um, And I think one thing just from talking to people at conferences that some people don't realize is... um, what an exhibitor session is. So sometimes Mm -hmm. you'll see the exhibitor session, which is typically sponsored um, by an exhibitor who's in the hall. So some there, there, many of them are wonderful. And if you want to learn more about a product, it's such a great place to go. And some of them aren't necessarily um, as connected to the product as others, but just Mm -hmm. to to know that um, it is tied to some, some sort of company, in some ways. Um, And then the other one that I always kind of default to is the the best of sessions. So um, at regional conferences, they'll have like best of and then the state ones. So I if I can't decide, um, I normally will pick the best of because that means that other people have seen it and said that it's Mm -hmm. really they really enjoyed it. Um, Now that's not don't go to any, you know, don't go to those, like definitely make sure it's something that's relevant and interesting to you. But sometimes if I'm not seeing one that it's really calling to me, I always fall back on like the best of sessions. Absolutely. I, when I went to the, I had no idea the first actful I went to, I actually presented as best of Sculpt. And I thought, and it was, it was in Boston. It was like in a building, like, I swear it was like a half a mile away. It was like in this isolated hotel building, like across the street and down the hall. And, and I'm like, there's not going to be anybody here. Like, this is like, it's a trek to get here. And I've never, I've never been so panicked and scared in my life. And I walk into this huge full room of people and, and it is a thing that the, the, the best ofs are you know, typically well attended and you, and they still have that kind of real practical feel um, because they do come ground, you know, they come from the state, picks a best of, you go to the regional, then you become a best of, or, or you might didn't kind of move on. Um, but uh, those sessions are usually very, very good. Right. I mean, they are, um, I always say, if I don't, if you don't know where to go, go there. <laughs> I know people that literally just stay in that room all day, right? And and just kind of keep rolling through all of the best ofs. So that's a great tip. Very good tip. Yeah. And then um, the other thing that I would add is um, uh, if you can go to a pre-conference workshop, I... Those are extremely valuable. Um, so I was lucky to go to um, one with Rebecca Blue Wolf in mm-hmm. um, Nectful. And 
And it was an, um, it was just absolutely amazing. And she really, um, you have that time because the other thing is conferences are exhausting. And 100%. it's yeah. like 45 minutes, maybe an hour session. So you really don't have as much time to get as much information as you think. And so sometimes the pre-conference workshops the day before give you more time to um, to process and to really work through something and to really get a lot. Because sometimes in the conferences, you're just going from one thing to another yeah. and it can be overwhelming. Um, so that's the other thing that I think I didn't realize when I started going to conferences that I felt was really um, yeah. was beneficial. And, and like you said, um, I think, I mean, most states at their conference also have pre-conference sessions. And again, we don't, we're not just talking about the big expensive, you know, ACTFL or, or the, you know, the national ones necessarily. Um, although of course the pre-conference for them are amazing as well, but even at your state conference, you know, definitely check out those pre-conference and it does give you that time to not only just learn more, but process it, like just talk it out. And if we're going to sneak in a tip for meeting people coming that day before being there ahead of time in a smaller group. So if you are more introverted or, you know, don't know anybody, you can meet somebody like right away before the conference even starts. Uh, I think that's a very helpful experience as well. Yeah. And I think that kind of transitions to some things we've been, we've been about but that like going to conferences when you don't know anyone can be very lonely um so i was at we actually talked more at aatsp and um i was at samara spielberg's um session which is like kind of a side tip if you can ever see samara i 100 (laughs) percent recommend it she's amazing um but you know and her conference every every session is full of like energy and talking to other people um and connection yeah in connection yes and their research base are amazing but anyway this one um man afterward told us he said this is the first time in the past couple of days where I've actually talked to someone the whole time I've been at this conference. And we were just so taken aback because luckily, um, you know, at this point I've been able to go to a lot of conferences and meet friends and connect with them. Um, But to think that this man hadn't, you know, been able to meet anyone the whole time he'd been there really kind of, um, you know, and it took us back. Like we all said, oh gosh, I remember that first conference and thinking I would meet more people than I did. Um, And so I think that that can be hard. And, you know, we we all went out for a drink after and and stuff like that. So I I think that um, being aware of, of, of that, that reality for people, that as you start to go to more conferences, yes, you're going to know people and yes, you're going to be able to do that, but kind of keep an eye out for people that, that aren't, um, that aren't, you know, they're sitting by themselves or aren't talking to people, um, as much, because I think even for people who are, are introverted, like they do want to talk to someone at some point during the conference. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of just very easy, practical kind of tips that that we could, you know, kind of maybe just 
think about here, like really quickly, just, um, and I think you're right. So for example, for me, one of the things that one of the ways I was able to meet people was because I took a chance and decided to try and present something. Because when you present, I remember going to school for the first time and SCOLT is the Southern Conference on Language Teaching, the, the Southern um, Regional Conference. And we, um, I didn't know anybody, but, but, but through presenting, that gave people a chance to come up to me because I never felt comfortable going up to other people. Like I, if, yeah, that's horrifying to me, like just to walk up and cold call and say, hey, I'm Michelle. Right now, do I do that now? Ugh, sometimes if I have to, but we have some tips that we can also kind of front load some things that make that easier, right? But, mm-hmm. um, but that was an opening for me just to be available you know, be around and having had presented, people would come up to me. So that kind of works both ways. That can be an entry point for both uh, a more introverted or ambivert sort of presenter, but also for, you know, people in the audience. We're all teachers, educators, we're language people, um, you know, so you approaching presenters might be a good way to sort of make some connections if you're, if you're there by yourself. Exactly. I think that that's a great way to start. Um, I'm the same way. I'm pretty extroverted. However, I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to go up to someone and say, Hey, I'm Maris. I did that once because I've been talking to someone on Twitter and they, they were like, who, who are you? <laughs> and I was like, never again, never, again. never mind. <laughs> Back away. <laughs> we're not talking. Um, so yeah, um, I but yeah, going up to um, presenters, and I know as a presenter, like a lot of times I'm not necessarily rushing off to the next right. session. So sometimes you can take time to talk with someone in the hallway um, after yeah. you're presenting because normally they are like they're back to back. You're like, let me grab my stuff and go. Right, and then right. But it, But yeah, just making that time um, to talk to presenters. Um, And I think, too, as presenters, knowing that and trying to give some time in your presentation to talk to the person next to you, not Mm -hmm. only because it's a lot of sitting and getting, Mm -hmm. um, but also teachers, even if you're introverted or extroverted, if you see someone sitting there, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to include them in our conversation. You know, you will be able to include people more naturally into conversations um, if you do that too. So I think letting, you know, having presenters be aware of that and giving that time um, to kind of turn and talk to other people, I think is valuable. I love that. And I think especially at local conferences, you'll start seeing like I might be interested in, you know, um, differentiation or CI strategies or authentic resources. And you'll start seeing like the same people, you know, go into similar type sessions. Right. And so you obviously not only have now a connection in just we're all there as world language educators, professionals, right? So you automatically have something, an opener to talk about, right? But then you have a further sort of like, oh, hey, I've seen you at the several sessions. How did you like that? So I think it's, um, if you're intentional and have a plan ahead of time, I think you can sort of intentionally make some of those connections in a very not in your face sort of way, right? We're not like networking salespeople, you know, where we're just kind of like, hey, my name's Michelle, you know, but in a, in a, in a way that is inviting connection with other people, I think is the, the important part. 
Yeah. And some, I would say too, um, when I'm, sometimes I know where I want to go, but sometimes if I'm talking to someone else that I, that I'm really enjoying talking to and they're going somewhere else that I think, well, I might enjoy this. Sometimes I ditch my plan and I go with someone else because for me, like making that connection is more important than, you know, nor probably seeing that one, unless it, you know, it might be that one session. You're, you're really like, that was your number one, but, you know, kind of be flexible and, you know, go with someone to another session. Um, and maybe they know the presenter and think, oh, you know, they're really great. And this will be a great, um, topic to. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, you know, I, one of my, so this has been a goal of mine at conferences now for the last couple of years of, of how can I both put myself out there and meet other people, but also how can I facilitate people connections that I have with other people who don't. Right. So uh, I think that's an important part of it, uh, you know, as well. And just one of the the strategies that I've used in the past to kind of, again, I don't want to be like intrusive of, pe- you know, in people's space. Um, but when you talk about, you know, networking or anything like that, one of the strategies is just to be in common areas, common spaces, just, you know, so that you're available to kind of make these connections. And so one of the things, if somebody's looking at a program very intensely for quite a while, you know, I might just walk up and just say, Hey, what are you thinking about going to next? Right. I don't know what to do next or, or, you know, just kind of have that opening. Um, Because I think it is, I think both ends feel awkward. You feel awkward kind of going into a group, but then people, I feel awkward going to a person that's sitting there by themselves. I don't know if they want to be there by themselves or if they want to connect, you know, so having something like that, that you can just use as a tool, I think, to just kind of start that spark that, you know, thing. And if they say, no, I'm not going anywhere and they, you know, blow you off, you can know, okay, well, they just want to be (laughs) alone. That's okay. Um, But do you have other sort of tips like that, that you think um, would help yeah. And I, the other thing that I was thinking about that I realized when I started to know more people, but w- wasn't as close with um, people is that I thought that I would have plans easily for meals and that didn't always happen. Um, yeah. And so what I would say too, is um, I think now a lot of teachers are on some sort of social media, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, things like that, where teachers talk. But I would say um, reaching out to people and making plans ahead of time for like lunch on a Friday or, mm-hmm. you know, dinner. Um, because I think sometimes too, if you think, oh, um, I'm sure everyone's just going to go to lunch at the same time and we'll just see, <laughs> I feel like that doesn't happen as, yeah. as naturally as you, as at least as I thought when I first started going to conferences. So reaching out to people and, um, kind of being intentional about when you can meet up with people that you know, because like the other nice thing about, um, local conferences, like I know, um, Guatful has meals provided. So that's kind of easy mm-hmm. to talk to people there, but especially at the bigger conferences, you know, you might be in a session right before lunch where you don't know anyone. And then it's, you know, it's that not only is it awkward to talk to someone, but then you have to be like, so what a grab lunch together. And to <laughs> me, like that would be difficult for me. Um, right. 
so I'd say just, you know, kind of reach out and, um, you know, find some people that are going to make plans um, for meals because that can be a good time to connect. And also if your meal goes long, don't worry about rushing back to the session. Like there, yeah. there will be plenty of sessions for you to see, but to really take that time um, to talk to people and um, to connect that way too. Yeah. One of the things that um, we were talking about, we, we've had this discussion at our st state conference level. And one of, I think conferences are also kind of, they also have some things to kind of help with this. And I, I hope that after Samara did put this thing on Twitter, I think there was some response and it got people thinking about conferences and how we can build in some of these things as well. Um, but one of the things that we were talking about is that whenever we, when I, so if I'm making a reservation for dinner with a couple people, we're going to just add a couple more empty seats in there. So mm -hmm. that as, you know, my group of, of people, as you know, like, as we are going to go out to dinner, we can feel comfortable just saying, Hey, do you want to go out to lunch? We have an extra, you know, we have an extra seat or something. And I think, I, I think the, the connections go both ways. I may have a group of people that I usually you know, that I have connected with professionally that are part of my, my network, but that doesn't mean I don't want more people in my network. Right. It doesn't mean I don't yeah. want to meet people. And I think people get, in, you know, intimidated myself included. I'm like, Oh, they already have a big group, you know, <laughs> they don't need anybody else. Right. Um, but I think even reaching out, um, on Twitter or on Facebook and, and just saying, Hey, I really like what you say on Twitter. And I like what you said about this. And I would just love to have like five minutes just to introduce myself and chat. Right. And I think that would be, I would love that if somebody said that to me, I would love to have that opportunity to personally connect with someone. Uh, exactly. So you know, we have to be brave and a little vulnerable, I think, um, as we're, we're trying to connect these, um, these professional yeah. relationships. Exactly. Um, and I think another thing um, kind of from the conference organization and I do know that Nectful, so that's, I didn't, I didn't specify earlier. That's the mm -hmm. Northeast Council. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so that's, and it's always in uh, New York City, but I think they matched up new attendees. Mm with like almost like a mentor. So I liked that because they'll normally have a new, you know, first time attendee session. Um, but to have to kind of actually match you up with someone, then that will really help um, help foster that connection. Again, hopefully, if you are that mentor, you can, you know, go over some of the things that we've talked about, too. But then it's someone that you know. And then, um, and actually, at AATSP, we were talking about mentorships and how if you can even do a small group, sometimes that's even mm -hmm. better. So then people are meeting for more first time attendees who might not know anyone. And they're meeting a couple of other people who um, have been, you know, to these conferences a fair amount before. Um, and so I really like that model as a way yeah, to that's kind of great. foster connection too. At that, that conference I, um, at, that I went to the L&D, the learning and development conference or learning and design conference, one of the things they had that I just, I love, and I, I, hope that it follows, but it's, it was called a meet and eat. And so they just had the, the conference itself. And it was a huge conference, um, actful size, probably, mm -hmm. honestly, and actful is the national conference. Um, it was, uh, they just made a reservation for 10 people at 10 different restaurants. 
And so you would just do a sign up genius. That's all they did. They didn't do anything else. The conference didn't manage these. They didn't provide little talking points. You know, they just made that was so easy, like 10 restaurants, 10 reservations each. And you would just go on a sign up genius and you would sign up and how if you chose to want to be there and have dinner with people, you know, it was a great way for me to connect with some people, even if it was just over dinner. It didn't have yes. to be like forever, you know, um, it doesn't have to be a long-term relationship, so to speak, but just having, just talking about the conference itself, processing some things, meeting some new people. And, and I really, I really enjoyed that. And I'm not one that would ever like just cold call and go, uh, you know, try and I'm not the person arranging the, the dinner normally, you know, so I, it was a nice way to, to just, you know, give people some you know, empower people that wanted to to meet people in a very safe, very non-threatening sort of way. Yeah, I love that. And I think, like you said, it's um, it's easy to kind of set up and um, and then kind of be hands off about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And so the other thing um, that I've been involved in recently um, is EdCamp. And I shouldn't say recently. I think I'm on like year six or seven of this. Um, but what in what I started just with a, a general ed camp and what ed camps are is they're kind of called unconferences. So you go, um, they're free and you go the day of and um, people put up ideas of things that they want to talk about, things that are on their mind. And then actually the schedule is built around things that people want to talk about. And um, to me, this has been a really great way to foster connection. Um, I would say it's it's quirky and that you have to realize that um, it's a conversation and it's not a presentation. I think yeah. that a lot of people still, when they go to conferences, are expecting presentations. And mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a lot of value in conversations. Um, oh, so. I agree. People have to kind of know that going forward, but, um, you know, we kind of, we did a couple of things to kind of foster those connections. So at the beginning, um, we have breakfast and we would Mm -hmm. put up, um, all the different languages around the room and then people could sit where they're the language that they taught. And this could be done, you know, Mm -hmm. by regions or, you know, whatever you would want to do, um, but then that kind of gave people a starting point of ways to, to start talking. Um, and it, it was great. It just, people naturally started talking. We'd have to, we'd have to tell them actually put some ideas up that you'd like to talk about because they would get in their conversations and it, it really yeah. like, it fostered that collegiality right from the beginning. Um, and I think too, it also, um, we, ha- we had a couple of norms um, at, at EdCamp which are, it was governed by the law of two feet, which they call it. And that means that, (laughs) yeah, if you're in a session and you're not getting what you need, then you can go to a different session and no one is upset by that. Like there might be two topics that you want to learn about. Um, You might, there, there have been some sessions that I've gone all over and all of a sudden I realized that I'm at my max. Like I, I'm not, taking anything. I'm just like overwhelmed at it. So, you know, you can take yeah. a break and you can talk to other people or you can, you know, get some more refreshments or whatever you need to do then. Um, so I love that for EdCamp and I love that for conferences mm-hmm. in general. Like if I do you, too. 
if you're at a session and it's not what you need, like if you're at my session, go, like you don't have to stick around and, um, you know, just wait, um, to, out of yeah, obligation. I agree. I heard that from Thomas Sauer at an unconference, a telcolab unconference uh, many years ago. And I put it at the front of all, I try and remember to put it. I haven't done it lately. I have to, well, COVID, but I have to remember to put it in the front of my presentations because it, it, it not only relieves the participants that are sitting there to be able to empower themselves to do what they need to do, but it also makes me feel better. Like I don't worry then I don't, you know, I know, I don't know what that, why they need to leave. They may have personal issues. They may, it doesn't, it's not about me necessarily at all. Right. And so once I got to that point and I just said, no, you know, go, go get what you need. You know, that's what I want you to do. And everybody can just kind of go, okay, cool. Okay. You know, and I think it just relieves that, that tension of obligation and compliance. Cause I think that's what it kind of turns into. And I don't want that either. Yeah. Um, and the, another one that we, that, um, actually, so I, when I was doing EdCamp Metro DC, which wasn't language related, it was just, um, region related, but we came up with one, which was like step up and then step back, which, mm. um, means like, if you are someone who talks a lot, then be aware of that and give space for other people to talk, um, as an extrovert, sometimes I, I fill the space. Um, and I, I'm in a group with uh, introverts um, for some for some of my professional life. And um, they and sometimes I just have to stop and I, I don't mm-hmm. say anything to give them space to take a minute and, and respond. Um, but then also, you know, if you are one person who isn't um, doesn't normally participate as much to like, you know, try to push yourself to really step up and, um, and I love that. I'm totally stealing that. That that's really great. I mean, it's a nice way to make people aware of, of their own really. I mean, I know I need to do the same. I need to um, be aware of my own tendency to fill quiet spaces sometimes too. So yeah. Awesome. That's yeah, great. And I, and I think, too, um, one thing that EdCamp also does is it honors everyone that's there, um, no matter where they are on their journey. Um, if they're a first-year teacher, if they, you know, and and we've been doing this for so long now, we have so many people that come back, but, you know, some people are almost at retirement age, Um but it really values all of their experiences and um, and voices. And so I think anytime um, conferences can go back to including ed camps, I was saying like at the beginning that this started, it was such a thing. And now mm-hmm. there's really not as many ed camps. Um, I will say like our Metro DC, we don't, we don't have that anymore, but um, I went actual did one, I think it might've been in Boston. I think it might've been. And I actually sat down and met someone who was also from Maryland. Um, And then I, he goes, it's Jim Ventosa. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. He goes to Nextful um, all the time. So I see him there like, and you know, he ended up going to Guatful. And so you end up talking more and making those Mm -hmm. natural connections. Um, So I think, 
you know, if you see that available or sometimes they don't call it EdCamp, they'll just call it like. Yeah, unconference maybe. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny you say that because besides the law of two feet and then now I'm going to add the step up and step back. I love that. The other thing that was at the unconference that I went to and I had the same experience as you, like it's a much different feeling to it. And one of the reasons I think it is is um, Thomas Sauer was in kind of, and Alyssa Villarreal were in, tar- in charge of this unconference. And, and again, I don't know if it's an unconference thing or if it's a their thing, but one of the things that they said was the smartest person in the room is the room itself. And again, that is such a unconference way to talk, which again, when you're at a presentation and formal conference, everybody assumes the smartest person in the room is the one up front, right? And that is not, trust me, if I'm presenting, that is not true. You know, I'm sharing what I know and what I've, you know, come to experience, but I know that there are, you know, plenty of other people in the room as well. And so I love that idea for, with the unconferences in particular of the the room is the smart, you know, the, the, the smartest person there, so to speak. Um, so I, they are great. And I, I, I love that. Maybe we need to arrange some sort of really cool unconference because I do miss those as well. And I think, I think for me, the, the struggle is like, I don't know how this works. Like it's, it was, it was like magic how, I mean, I probably need to go to a training because I, I'm like, how did we get, how did we all just brainstorm a little bit? And all of a sudden they have a schedule and we get to go to this. It was, it was magic. I, I don't know. It was, that's all I can say. Um, but that is a good, as far as professional development and connecting, that's a, a great place to, to, to start as well if, if there's one available. I love that. Yeah. And I, and I think anytime, um, that, you know, conferences can start including these natural ways to make connections, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and then people can take advantage of them, um, and, and to, to form, because I, I do think, yes, like, if you know a lot of people, definitely like try to include more people. And, you know, if you're introverted, maybe reach out to someone ahead of time if you know that they're going to be there. Um, but I think that's also a lot to put on, to put on people. And so I it think, is. and I think also coming out of COVID, which we have realized mm-hmm. is um, how important connection is. And like, yes, um, I love some of the keynote speakers and I'm so excited for them and I'm so excited to see some different topics when I go to these conferences but the real magic when you start going to enough conferences is connecting with people and then going back and connecting with your colleagues kind of year after year and so I think anything that um that people that conferences can do and people can do to make it more purposeful I think Mm -hmm. is just is really important um, because I think that's really what, what people want in Mm -hmm. the end. Absolutely. And another just quick little thing is if nothing else, um, when I first started, you know, look, most of them have like a first time ribbon or a, some affinity ribbon that kind of explains. And if you have the same ribbon, like chat, right? I know it's not easy, but Okay, you don't know what you're doing either, huh? Let's let's go find a session together, you know. But um, I I think there's just a lot of little things. But what I find is I don't think about these little things during the conference. During the conference, I've got all sorts of feelings, right? I've got like you know I feel excluded, I feel included, I feel overwhelmed, I feel like there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of stimulation, um, mm-hmm. and so for me. 
I need to go in with sort of a plan. I need to kind of, and it sounds weird to like plan for, you know, interactions with human beings. But for me, you know, being not extroverted, not introverted, but just, I don't know what I am, but, um, you know, just to say like a deliberate plan, like I'm just going to connect with two people. I just don't know, you know, that I, that I'm going, that, that I think, you know, we can, you know, benefit from each other, you know, whether it's a presenter, whether it's, you know, I feel somebody, you know, I see, you know, you see people on the edges and, you know, they may want to be there or they may be waiting for somebody to approach and to, to do that. So, um, I just try and go in with a very low goal of some sort, (laughs) as far as me connecting with others that I, both that I know and that I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and I think too, um, also just keeping in mind that, um, like having such a two people is, seems very achievable as opposed to like, I'm going to make, you know, all of these connections, but I think that that really makes it, um, it makes it seem more achievable um, yeah. and not as, not as like as overwhelming because com- I, I mean, and then in the end too, like conferences are, you learn so much from other people and they really are valuable. Um, but I, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to have this was just kind of this conversation was to just kind of bring to light, like the reality of, of conferences mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. um, The other thing that I was going to say is too, and we we kind of alluded to this before, but like also it is very overwhelming. And so make sure that you're taking breaks because if you plan to go from like session one to session 50, I don't, I, you know, I don't even know how many session blocks there are in addition to keynotes, in addition to like the exhibit halls and stuff like that, you'll definitely burn out really quickly um, on Absolutely. the bigger conferences. On a, but even sometimes- Even at with, the small ones, I think. Yeah. That's gonna, even with the, like, even with sometimes with the state ones, they can be, be busy days too. Um, so just make sure that, you know, you're taking time for yourself. And, and that doesn't also have to be like, can be with someone else. It can mm-hmm. just be by yourself. So you're kind of just able to process everything you are learning because it, it gets very um, overwhelming. Yeah. And I find I don't take care of myself very well at conferences. Like part of it, like you sit a lot if you're attending a lot of sessions. So, well, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of conferences now are building in like wellness sessions. That's also a great way to meet people as well. You know, they've got dance breaks or they've got yoga breaks or something like that. Or um, our state conference, the Florida Foreign Language Conference last year did a walk or a jog in the morning, you know, so things right. like that, like, like keep yourself, you know, keep hydrated, you know, bring a sweater. Cause I, I swear I get sick almost after every conference. And I don't think it's the, well, it might be the people, but I think it's just like, I'm tired. I'm worn down. I haven't slept as well as I should. I haven't eaten very well. I haven't exercised, you know, so it it definitely is important to kind of take care of your, you know, your mental health, your physical health, you know, and, and then have, have a sort of a plan. I know a lot of people will have a a one topic um, sort of this time I'm really going to focus in on X, Y, or Z, you know, whatever topic Mm -hmm. it is. And, and others like it's sampling, like a, buffet. <laughs> like I'm going to go to a little bit of everything. Whatever you pick is is good, but it is a lot of information. Just like a buffet, you can probably get yeah. too much of things, right? <laughs> and, 
oh my gosh, but also like bring a sweater. It is yes. amazing. <laughs> Every time I go to conferences, like in the summer, yeah. in the winter, anytime, it is freezing. So yeah. um, bring a yeah. sweater. Tip because- number, yeah, the number one tip. <laughs> bring a sweater yes. for sure. For sure. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of add? We touched a little bit about, you know, how we can network, you know, why to network and, um, you know, some little tips here and there. Is there anything else that you wanted to kind of any summary sort of phrase that you wanted to kind of throw in there? Oh, geez. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I would just say like, it, going to conferences has been so beneficial to me. And I know that I would not be the teacher that I am um, without attending these conferences and meeting all the wonderful people um, that I have. So I definitely encourage people. And then also just to just kind of, um, we talked about this a little about the um, the scholarships, but look out for yeah. scholarships. Because that's another thing is, is that, uh-huh. you know, these conferences are, expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. So definitely reach out um, to see like if your district or school will pay for it. And then, you know, beyond that, there are definitely um, scholarships and things like that, that you can do um, to make conferences more affordable. And I think also that's, I will say that's something I see more and more with conferences working on is the affordability piece. Yeah, because because it it is, yeah, it can be, it can be um, cost- cost prohibitive at times. And, um, and, and again, even though we're specifically talking about conferences in this season, really the same goes for any professional development sort of events. Right. And so, you know, whether you're virtually connecting, you know, cause a lot of the conferences new do, do have virtual options, um, mm-hmm. you know, scan the chat, find a name, email them or message them privately and say, Hey, after this little session, do you want to kind of zoom for a minute? And, you know, I mean, everyone needs those connections and, you know, um, whether you're at a a physical conference or professional development or online, I think there's still ways to make those connections work. So. Exactly. Well, it's been lovely and I look forward to seeing you at Actful, hopefully. I don't know where else we might between between now and then, but hopefully for sure. And if you see Maris or I and you see our name tags, please stop us and say hi and introduce yourself. Right, Maris? Exactly. Yes. So this is also just a long way of saying introduce yourself to us at conferences. <laughs> exactly. We will always make time to talk to you unless I'm like late for my conference and or lost, which I might be lost too. But, and, and that's another way you could talk to people, but yeah, talk to us and I'm, I'm hoping to meet more people. Um, this 100%. Year Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for stopping in. And if, if, if people want to connect to you be- with you beforehand, or even now, what is your Twitter um, information? Um, pretty much. I just put everything under Maris Hawkins. Um, okay. Maris is enough of a original name that I could could do that. But yeah, so I'm at Maris Hawkins. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maris, for sharing some um, ideas with us that hopefully will help people as we head into this very exciting uh, conference season. Thank you. 